Hello, welcome to another season of Life After Advertising. I'm your host, Janice Tan. This series features iconic individuals in the advertising and marketing space who shifted gears and took on a different career path. The first season featured industry players including Linda Locke, Matthew Godfrey, Anne Ridwan, and Jeffrey Sia. This season, we will hear from another group of individuals who have carved out a niche for themselves after stepping away from the advertising and marketing industry. This week's episode features Adri Basuki, who has 18 years of experience in marketing and advertising. He was previously with Low Lintas Indonesia, HM Sampurna, and Gudang Garam in business director and marketing roles before taking the leap to start his own business in 2014. He now owns a fashion brand and is also the CEO and business director of Ruba's creative partner. Adri tells regional editor Rizwana Mandur how he got started on his journey. Adri, thank you so much for joining us. It's such a pleasure to have you. Likewise, it's a pleasure to join you too. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, Adri. I know you used to work in the marketing and the advertising industry. Um, what do you do now and what did you do while you were in advertising and marketing? I started my journey in advertising in 2003, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 2003. And um, uh, I was an account person. Uh, I started with um, Euro RSGZ and then to Ogilvy. And the last journey in advertising was with Low, okay. Low Indonesia. Yeah, I was handling uh, telco company, telco and also cigarette. Mm. And then in 2011, I jumped into corporate life. So I started working for Philip Morris and Gudangara. And then now I'm focusing towards my family business. So I jump into the fashion industry as a fashion designer and then doing my artwork also. So painting, drawing. So tell us, how did you decide that it was time for you to leave the advertising and marketing industry and join your family business? That's a long journey. And then... um, I was thinking about it since around five years ago. The process was about because uh, I know like in my life, I really want to do my own thing. Mm. So I prepare my journey in advertising and also in marketing as a preparation so I can learn about the system. I can learn about the business model. And then afterwards, then I shift to my, uh, my family business uh, as a, in fashion and also in my uh, artwork thingy. Um, I think the, the process was about uh, because um, at that time I can see how the the work based on passion it's actually can work you know mm. so when I started uh, six years ago and then I had my first fashion show and then I had my first uh, art exhibition and then afterwards I think that's the that's the trigger. The reason why I uh, prepare myself even more to focus on my business. What's the name of uh, your fashion uh, line? It's using my own name, Adri Basuki. And would you say you're happy with the success that you've gotten? Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. Uh, I'm always happy with the progress because I started quite late as a fashion designer. Mm. Um, so, but I, I, I really enjoy the process and then the progress until uh, what it is now. Why did you start quite late? Why didn't you graduate and just enter into the world of fashion? 
I think because I, I was born as the early millennials. <laughs> and and uh, back then, my parents always believed that if you want to be successful, you have to be a doctor, engineer, or you have to learn uh, business school. So back then, after I graduated from high school, then I follow what my parents advised me. Mm. So they said that you have to learn about business first. So I took my um, my graduate and my bachelor, uh, my bachelor and my master in business. Mm. And after I finish it, and then uh, I work in corporate. Mm. Then I asked my father, Dad, you know, is there anything else you want me to do? And he said, "No, no, you you already did your things." And then, uh, and then at that time, he said to me, "Now, uh, now you can pursue what you like." Back then, in 2013, 2014, I started my my first fashion line. The name was Mood Swing back then. The name is Mood Swing. <laughs> That's a very cool name. <laughs> yeah, because um, I always try to uh, create everything I do for my parents. So yeah. uh, for my fashion line, inspired by my my mother, and uh, when I wrote books back then, mm. um, I dedicate that for my father. So I think that's the story why I started my fashion line quite late. So it was called Mood Swings, and you named it after your mother. Was she upset about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's happy because uh, um, she believed that you know Mood Swing is the her middle name. Right. <laughs> so, so you started the business first, and then it slowly evolved to become a family business, right? The, your fashion business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and now you're also um, you're sponsored by Faber Castle, and you're a sketch artist, and you've got mm. um, you know galleries. How do you manage the time between the two? Okay. Thank God that I'm no longer working for corporate, so I have enough time. <laughs> I think um, it's all about time management and always be in, sp- uh, in a good spirit. So every day, uh, I, I started my day in here, uh, in the office. One day for my fashion line, and then the next day for my art. And yeah, every day uh, focusing only for one. Would you say you're, uh, you're someone who manages time very well? Hopefully. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's already in my, in my habit since I was working in advertising and also in corporate life. So every day I always know that, you know, today what, was, what will be the plan for today and then the next day. When I prepare for the next day, every single time I went out from this office, then uh, I already write down what's going to be for tomorrow. And you were sponsored by Faber-Castell for your um, artwork. Can you share with us more about that? How did you get noticed? So I started um, to announce that I do my sketch uh, was in, I think it's also quite late, in 2017. Back then, I was only do drawing for myself to make me happy. Mm. And then uh, during that journey in 2017, 2016, I guess, if I'm not mistaken, Uh, I started to explore uh, what kind of media, what kind of drawing tools that really fit to my drawing. And then uh, along the journey that I found, because I do a lot of portraits, and um, I found that uh, Faber-Castell is actually 
uh, has a very good product, which is Polychromous Pencil. Mm-hmm. And um, like the simple strategy, uh, like I think all the uh, now generation did. So every single time I post into my Instagram, I only tag, I always tag Faber Castell. And then in 2019, actually was the 111 uh, Polychromos anniversary. They have a art exhibition around the world. So each country should have uh, its own exhibition. So they are looking for, for Polychromos artists in Indonesia. And then they remember that I uh, drew quite a lot with Polychromos. Mm. And they contacted me. Wow, that's your lucky break then, huh? Yeah, and then when they asked me, uh, you know, uh, we only feature uh, an artist with polychromous pencil. Uh, can you do the drawing for uh, the drawing preparation for two months? I said, how many drawing you want? I have plenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was the right fit. And I, I actually, I wouldn't say it was a lucky break. It's more like you knew the strategy to get noticed, huh? Sort of. That's what that's what I learned from advertising and from marketing world. That's definitely true. I really think you did. <laughs> so, you know, both fashion and, you know, art, it's difficult to to really stand out and be successful because there's a lot of talented people in the world. Um, yes. How do you monetize your passion and balance the books? I think it's um, it's more towards how you manage. Uh, you have to really understand your business model first. So, uh, in terms of my fashion line, especially during this pandemic, it's uh, it's changing all the things in the industry. Hmm. So now, how I try to survive to the company, it's actually um, I I really need to change my mod- uh, business model from ready to wear into the pre-order stuffs. Okay. So now all the collection are pre-order. But the challenge for me is actually how to create a, a very good product with a good story. Do you feel that these are the traits that you wouldn't have known unless you had that time in advertising? Absolutely. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you still use the skills that you learned in advertising on a day-to-day basis now that you are an entrepreneur and running your own business? For sure, yes. Because uh, especially now when we're in the g- digital world, yeah, um, everybody is trying to make content, right? Mm. And content are millions every day. Mm. So uh, I'm using a lot of strategy based on my advertising journey back then. Mm. So I really focus to the consumer story. I'm trying to inject a lot of emotional benefits into the story and also into the product. Does having to monetize your passion... Uh, or fashion um, make you less passionate about it? I can say not really because I think the challenge is going to be different because when when I was still uh, doing day-to-day job mm. um, I know like you know I still get uh, you know the, the, the salary every month right mm. but now um, I really have to uh, plan everything in advance I really need to know what kind of product in advance and then what kind of product then that relevant with the audience so oh. i think the the passion or the spark is still there but just a different way aja it's not just about you know creating alone but it's rather of also you know using that business site that you acquired through school right 
Yes, that's true. What advice do you have for people who want to go after their passion uh, and not do a nine-to-five job for the sake of it? So the first thing is actually you have to have your saving at least, for me, around like one and a half years until two years. Yeah. That's the first thing. You have to have your own saving uh, around that much because uh, you cannot create or develop your product or doing your business if you have a lot of, you know, anxious about money. That would be the first step. And then the second step is actually you really need to understand what kind of business models that fit you. Because in, in business, there are, there are several business models. So is, it, is your business require a lot of uh, employees that can be a burden in terms of overhead? Or you are actually collecting um, work from other people? So you really need to understand your business models. The second and then the third is actually, is more towards how you prepare your product um, since the very beginning. So you really have to understand what kind of product that can fit to your target audience. What advice do you give to people who want to follow their passion, um, but maybe don't have the savings like you mentioned, or mm -hmm. they're just not in a place where um, they have enough saved up? I mean, the economy is not good right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people are getting laid off and it's taken them mm. by surprise, right? Not everybody knows that this is coming. Um, yeah. How can they pick themselves up and rediscover themselves? Okay, I think this is the benefit of the digital world, Raz. So um, now with the, with the current condition, we rarely can meet people, right? Mm. So we spend a lot of time at home. So my advice to everyone who wants to do their passion is actually try to build your equity in social media or in the digital platform. So please learn about content strategy, please learn about social media strategy, and then always explore what kind of product or skills that you want to share to the world by giving a lot of values, a lot of um, uh, valuable information to, the, to, to your target audience. So if you don't have any savings right now, you can always Stick first with your current job, but please build your equity step by step through mm. the social media because it's doable. So if I were to ask you if you could mm. go back to a nine to five job, yeah. would you ever go back? I'm hoping not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best to survive. Yeah. And what's your day like? I mean, how early do you start and when do you end the day? I started around like seven for my breathing exercise mm. and then breakfast. And then by nine at the latest, I already at the office. And so you are now involved in more than this, right? You were telling me that you wanted to get involved in the mindfulness space. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. One of the reasons why I really want to focus on uh, on my business is actually based on the mindfulness itself. Mindful, mindfulness is actually you, you are getting to know yourself even better. Mm. So um, that's what I've learned since I was 15 years old from my father. So yeah, now I really want people to, to experience what I experience. So I share to them how to breathe in. I share to them 
how to meditate, how to focus. It's uh, it's it's the way how I can give back to the society. And have you started anything with it? Have you have you done classes or any? You know, do you have a space for people to go to? Um, already. So um, this uh, this mindfulness house is actually started through the uh, social media with the Instagram, and then um, I started to 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 create content that can inspire people how to get to know themselves better. And then along the way, I started to share my knowledge about breathing, about meditation through IG Live. Mm. And then uh, and then people started to DM me. Mm. And then. Uh, and voila, I, I opened my own class. <laughs> so if I were to ask you to give our listeners one tip about mm-hmm. mindfulness um, that mm-hmm. they can practice on a daily basis, what would it be? For me, the most important thing is be grateful for your breath. Because I think a lot of people doesn't really care about breath. Because mm-hmm. people think that breath is, you know, is being with you since you were born. But actually... By breathing, you really can connect with yourself because you cannot, you are able not to eat for an hour or for a day, might be. You're able not to drink for an hour, but you cannot, if you don't breathe for one second, I think it's going to be a problem. So, how does your ecosystem of uh, fashion line, your artwork, yeah. and mindfulness, how does it all come together? I think it's, be, uh, it's more towards. Um, how you you are being focused with your goals and your vision, right? Mm. So uh, each of the brands that I'm doing mm. is actually under one line. It's all about being happy, being confident, and then uh, being grateful. So let's say uh, that's how I, I try to make everything align. If I can share to you about mindfulness, uh, my, my rumah bahagia, mm-hmm. um, it's all about how you can accept yourself, how you can accept your past, and then accept your present. And then for my fashion line, I believe uh, in fashion, you, you just, you're not just creating clothes, but you're also creating emotional benefit to the users. So for Adri Basuki the label, we encourage women to feel happy, to feel proud of themselves, to, to be able to speak up. That's why if you see the design, the design is always oversized and then uh, really comfort for any body size. Mm. And, the, uh, and the message that we deliver is all about being happy and being confident about yourself. Mm. So um, to make sure that all your business line is not, um, you know, uh, confusing, mm. I believe like every owner should know what kind of values that they want to um, capture or they want to deliver to the audience that's how I do it see if not I'm gonna be you know if each of the brand have different personification I'm gonna be in trouble <laughs> you're gonna have a bit of a split personality then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's true if you um, had to say what would it be that you miss about advertising and marketing and what do you not miss at all what I miss about advertising and marketing is actually how I can work with uh, diversity with a lot of people, especially with the young people, because the, the dynamic and uh, the colors is really interesting. 
because now especially during this pandemic i rarely met people yeah so i think that's what i miss a lot and uh, uh during my journey back then i really enjoy to listen to what the younger uh, team have said or what is their you know unique thinking that's really makes me miss my advertising and my marketing world mm. and um and i think what i don't miss is more towards uh, now i can manage my own time so i don't have to go to the office <laughs> and <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode of life after advertising to stay on top of trends learn to reskill and upskill your capabilities and grow your professional network head over to www.marketing-interactive.com Subscribe to our Telegram channel too at Marketing-Interactive. See you there!